okay. let me let me ask you a question. What did, what did you what did you guys talk about on Thanksgiving? Uh, I try not to talk to anybody about anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had a mouthful of coffee. Shame on you. I almost put it all over my expensive microphone. Shame on you. Shame. For shame, Mr. Osho. All right, be quiet, you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Money Sucks. I am your host, Eric Hudson. I'm on the line with Osho. Which, what are you doing back there? It sounds like you're dropping tools. Are you dropping tools? No, I just moved a little bit, and uh, uh, I don't know why. I, I turned the I turned the light off. That might have been the click. That might have been it. The light turning off, and I was moving around. Oh, I moved my chair. I think. Oh, okay, it sounded like metal dropped. I'm like, what? you're dropping tools hmm. or something. Because mm, no. be, the reason why I think this, everybody, is because Osho, once again, building his own furniture. He's in the. Are you in the basement still or no? Yes, I'm in a basement. I'm relaxing down here right now, having a good time, looking at my project, trying to think of what I should do next. There's so many things to do all at one time, and it's sort of hard sometimes to pull things together because you have to do one before you do the other, but you can't do the other until you do the first one. So it's interesting. Yeah. So we were talking um, a few episodes ago about uh, furniture making it. Now you made a beautiful piece of furniture, which I thought was perfect the way it was, but Osho's way, uh, uh, he's not happy. He wants to change things around. Mm -hmm. Um, So you got this perfect piece of furniture, but you decide, no, I'm going to change it. So we talked about, a uh, f- few episodes back also about the bar- barn wood that you got for free. And uh, they were just going to burn this stuff down, burn it down and waste that wood. And you're like, can I take it? And the guy said, sure. So you had it in your basement for, you said for a while, didn't you? Yeah, I, I was talking to somebody about it today and I put the figure about 10 years ago. It might've been eight years ago, but it's been a long time. And we've made quite a few picture frames out of the old barn wood. Say and we made some other things. We've got a really nice piece, and we made a shelf out of that. And I have some old hinges, and I welded them for brackets to hold up the shelf. The barn wood is really nice in our home because we sir, we're out in the country, and it just fits right in. It, it looks looks beautiful. And, yes, they were going to burn the barn down, and I was lucky enough to get a lot of the siding off of it before they burned it down. It was made with pegs and Six by six beams is just beautiful. I wish they would have not have burned it down. It would have been beautiful to redo all that wood. It would have been, hmm, so nice. So you decide. Try again. You're going to try again, and you're going to make a uh, another piece of furniture from a, from a, a, another piece of furniture. So you've got wood that was for free. You've got a piece of furniture that you've already have, and you're going to put something brand new together. For almost no money. Well, you really got that right. You hit the nail right on the head. We went to a garage sale and we got a a cabinet, a big tall cabinet, and it needed a lot of work. So I got it home and I refinished it and uh, sunshine painted it. It looked really nice. We've had that for about ten years, also. <laughs> so we got the idea, or I got the idea, to use up some of this barn wood that we we got. We went and. We redid, 
and we got to Barnwood, and I cut this cabinet that I got at the garage sale in half, and I'm remaking that, and I'm filling in it with Barnwood, and it's going to look really beautiful. I'll, I'll show you a picture when I get done. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. The things you come up with is just amazing. Once again, for free, um, beautiful piece of furniture. And, I mean, this stuff could be in uh, Better Homes and Gardens. We saw – I saw pictures of your um, – makeup counter which was really really nice and then the neat thing about it when you make your own furniture you get to add the accessories that you want you don't have to wait or look around because you put whatever you want in it in fact if you remember eric i got a piece of furniture from you and i redid that actually i got two pieces from you that i have in my bedroom and i remade those and they work out really really great avoiding a money suck which is a terrific way to do it um and, and keeping yourself busy and keeping yourself active and uh, keeping that mind going, too. You know, you're always thinking. So it's kind of kind of a neat thing. You're, you're an Imagineer. Well, thank you. Yeah. And the next part that I really love about is that Sunshine and I work together. We get ideas together. She loves to paint, and she, she's very meticulous, and she takes her time, and she does a good job. I, I build it. She paints it. She picks out the colors. She doesn't like the colors on something. We'll change it. We'll change everything around with colors. It's it's interesting how colors can change your mood, your direction, your thoughts about life that day. Colors are really, really great when you play with them and, and get them down just the way you want them. And when you do it the way you want. Oh, and then, then you've got that pride of ownership. It's one thing to buy it. And when people say, oh, you got a nice car. Well, did you make that car? Not really. It's it's good that you can afford it. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, otherwise, it's not even your car. Whereas you, if they come into the house and, and you uh, show it off, you go, oh, yeah, look, that's a new piece of furniture. You say, well, yes and no. And then you explain it to them and talk about pride, pride of ownership. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah, I think about that once in a while where people that have a lot of money, they get a car and they're very proud of that car, but someone else rebuilt it. Someone else did all the, the hard work on it, the painting, the pounding out the metal for the uh, nice panels. And I've restored a few cars, I think three or four, or probably a couple more than that even. I can't remember all the way back. And And it's right when you say, I did that paint job, I did this, I did that. And it's a good feeling that I could do it myself. And the funny part was I had an old MGTD, that's a 1952 MG, and the rocker panels were rusted out. And so I took metal and I replaced the rocker panels and I put some Bondo on there and it looked really, really great. But wherever I went with that MG, in my mind, and this is bad, I could see those rusted out rocker panels. I could not get that out of my mind. That car was beautiful. It was like a number one showpiece. But I always saw those rusted out rocker panels. Oh, no. Yeah. When people say, that's a really beautiful car, sometimes I say, yeah, but the rocker rocker panels were rusted out, and I had to redo them. And that that ruined it for me. I had to sell it. (laughs) I can't take it. I had to sell it. I had to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, it was a nice car. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. So let's uh, change up the subject just a little bit. We are going to talk about my favorite subject. <laughs> I, I hope you're not <laughs> bored with Bitcoin, but it's an exciting time about Bitcoin. And I hope everybody talked about Bitcoin at their Thanksgiving uh, dinner because it's an amazing uh, asset. So um, now they're saying it is the 12th best 
quote unquote stock, you know, as far as, you know, when you invest in something, you invest in Apple, you invest in Microsoft. Oh, that's a good a company. Well, now if you invest in Bitcoin, you're number 12 in the world. Hmm. Wow. It is the 12th best thing to invest in right now. I don't know where gold is on that, on that uh, meter. And here's the exciting thing. Bitcoin is uh, less than a trillion dollars in you know, uh, worth, whereas mm-hmm. gold, which has been around for 3,000 years, as we all know, but it uh, it has a, I believe it's $12 trillion worldwide, $12 trillion worth in gold. And Bitcoin is only less than a trillion, in fact, less than half a trillion. So they have a lot of room to run. So it's kind of exciting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, and, and there mm-hmm. was a guy there. I can't think of his name. It's shame on me, but he is a uh, investor guy, and he goes, "Well, you know, it is kind of like the new gold because it's a lot easier than passing around a gold bar." And he's right. You know, it's mm-hmm. just it's just makes sense nowadays to be able to. We were just talking about this. Oh, you're supposed to bump elbows, uh, you know, so you don't get the uh, get the virus. And, and your your son said that's where people put their when they sneeze, right? They go in the elbow, which yes. is uh-huh. yeah, which is true. And um, now, if you got to get money, you can do it um, without touching. Is basically what I'm saying. If you pass around a gold bar, here's your gold bar. Now you got to take your 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 uh, wipey and wipe it down. Ooh, it's all dirt. It's a dirty bar. <laughs> Although I, I clean it, I, I'll take care of it. But yeah, I wouldn't, you know, like I definitely would not lick my. Well, I wouldn't lick a bar of gold anyway. But um, yeah, it's just amazing stuff. And I think I told you, and I wanted to remind you and, and, and tell everybody, I did my first purchase of something online without a credit card. I bought it with crypto. It was very exciting, and you know what? It was very easy. Now, granted, I've been doing the crypto thing for a while, and some things are not easy, but that was very easy. So I'm thinking, as retail investors come on, they say the old over 50 crowd, as retail investors come on, they want easy. And one of the things that's really easy is PayPal. And I don't know, if, I think I've told you, PayPal is buying up all the Bitcoin they can. And there is a real supply problem because they're buying so much of it, the miners can't even keep up. And as you know... There is a limited supply. So it's an exciting time to be into the Bitcoin. What? Yep, yep, So yep. Can, anybody, can anybody buy a Bitcoin? Yeah, that's the other thing. You do not need a bank account. You don't need a social security number. You don't need uh, – right now you kind of need the internet, so maybe borrow a friend's if you, if you don't have one. Or if uh, there's somebody in the family that has one and you don't have a phone, but anyone – can buy one no matter who you are. So what they're doing is leveling the playing field for everybody. Whereas right now, as you know, that field is rigged. You've been always you've always been saying that. It's always the game's been rigged. Yes, it has been. Yeah, hundred percent. The uh, stock market is built for the rich people, so they can get rich. They get the money from the little guys that try to invest, and then things go up and down, and and the big guys know when to buy and when to sell. It's it's sad, but that's the way the world goes. We need to build a wall, and it has to be built quickly. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way the rich people have been. And and the money system, uh, through our my exploits of the history of money, I found out that 
basically our money system is like 12 rich guys that came together, more powerful than the president, more powerful than any elected fi- uh, official, and made the money system the way it is. And that's wrong. When was that? Oh, um, our guy, Robert Kawasaki, um, Kawasaki said when it was, and I can't remember the exact date. It was a great article that he wrote. He's a very good writer. As you know, he wrote the uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad book and uh, amongst many others. And um, he talked about it. It was like, oh, I don't know. And it happened, I believe, twice. I believe it happened in the early days of the country. And then I believe it happened FDR times when remember when they had all those government projects. Yeah, and and I'm sort of guessing that it happened when we got off the gold standard. That's a possibility, but I I'm just guessing on that one. It's, it's so it's so interesting that we got off the gold standard. We had gold backing us up, and now we have absolutely nothing as far as I know backing us up. We can just print as much money as we want, and people go along. Oh, I I have some money. Well, actually. They're going to find out all they have is a piece of paper. Yes. A um, picture of a billionaire in Venezuela was throwing out the paper money in a trash bin. It was so worthless. And this is nowadays. This isn't This isn't World War II Germany or anything. This is nowadays. That's bad. So once again, we talked about the euro being kind of a global – Currency, which is not quite, but it's, it took care of a region as opposed to a country. And this is the next step. It's a global currency that everybody can take. And in any language, when you say Bitcoin, you could be anywhere in the world and they'll understand. Oh, yeah, we take, you know what I mean? They'll be happy to take mm-hmm. your Bitcoin. Yeah. You might not be able yeah. to say anything else, but you'll be able to say, take Bitcoin and they'll be able to say, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, they'll shake their head. Yeah, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Whatever whatever the thing but oh I analyze, oh yeah, in whatever country, yes, exactly. That's exactly it. It's crazy. So it's a very exciting time. Very, very exciting time. Yes, it is. And oh, this is the other exciting thing. Speaking of the great equalizer, Bitcoin, ninety nine point nine percent of the people who invested in Bitcoin are making money, are in profit. Mm. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Where can you hear that in the stock market? Never, right? No. Well, if, if you get insider trading, yes, but otherwise, no. Yeah, we're talking to every – well, that's what I'm saying. 99.9% of the people are not going to have insider trading. Mm-hmm. It's once again leveling the playing field. The money that's going in right now into Bitcoin is what they call smart money, institutional money. These guys are not dummies. They're billionaires, and they're they got billions in hedge funds. They've got uh, uh, billions in investment capital. What are they doing? They're going into Bitcoin. That is exciting. Yes, that truly is. Like it's hard to believe, though. Too, you know, it's just uh, something that hasn't been around that long. How long has it been around? Eleven you know years. Sure. Yep, eleven years. Eleven years. Yeah, I can tell you that wow. right away. Yeah, eleven years. Wow. And, that is great. Yeah, and the number two currency, I think I told you about Ethereum, um, moving up the ranks a little bit. Uh, we had an explosive time. At least Bitcoin's kind of sitting there at a nice profit, but it's just kind of sitting there and going up and down, whereas this Ethereum is going way up because there's 2.0 coming out in uh, December 1st. It's supposed to come out December 1st. And here's a neat thing that you probably don't know about. They, they are, instead of miners and using a lot of energy to get Ethereum, they're going to have the people that will hold Ethereum um, 
instead of proof of work, they're going to do proof of stake, meaning if it's liquid and you have it in an account, that means that it's a real thing and it's liquid and you're going to get a dividend for doing that. And all you have to do is hold on to it and it can go up in value. So as it goes up in value, you make money and just holding on to it, you will get a dividend from Ethereum. I think they call it the Ethereum Foundation and you make money that way too. It's an exciting time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Give it back to the people. Why should, why should a few just be able to, oh, well, the interest the interest rates are going to be this. Well, who put you in? <laughs> who elected you? <laughs> we yeah. didn't, right? We didn't elect them. Who is Alan Greenspan? Now, he is – well, this is back in the day. I don't even know who the – I don't even know what to call the office. But he's not elected, right? He's – is he appointed by the president? Do you know? I think so. I'm not sure, but I think so. I should know that. I should know a little bit more about government, but uh, I'm not sure on this one. Yeah, I don't know either. And this guy says, well, this is what's going to happen. And that's what's happening right now. What are they going to do? Well, we're just going to keep printing money and inflation is going to go up. That That's their that's their great plan. That is the greatest minds in the world. Well, in the U.S. Well, no, the world's doing it too. I hear other countries are printing money like it's going out of style as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what gets me is that they say that we are borrowing money. Who are we borrowing it from? And when do we pay it back? And and the interest now is so huge. We owe more money in interest than what we borrowed by error. And, and that's crazy, too. And it's, oh, the government. Yeah. And they rate you on your credit. Let's rate them mm-hmm. on their credit. How you <laughs> guys doing? A, yeah, they would be a zero. Uh, I <sighs> talked to someone the other day, and, and they were talking about how that people should be on welfare and do this and give them this and give them that. And I said, well, you know, pretty soon we'll be giving out more money than we're taking in. And and he said, oh, I don't think that'll happen. I said, well, look right here in Illinois right now. We're paying more money out than we're bringing it in on these uh, retirement funds, and they don't know what to do with all of that. And that that's so crazy. We're, we're paying more for people on retirement than we are for people working. It is. So. It yeah. don't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. It's just a crazy thing that's going on. And <laughs> it seems like, you know, you say, oh, no problem. And they're saying there's going to be a, a payday. There's going to be a point of no return. There's going to be a drop-off somewhere. Remember when they tried to balance the budget? Speaking of trying to avoid a money suck. Do you remember when they were – it was a few years ago, wasn't it? Remember when they were trying to – uh, Yeah, I heard Clinton – balance the budget i'm not sure about that either but i heard that he did uh for a while and then they just went crazy and spending after that yeah uh, because after that they noticed hey we're in debt and this was years and this was before i think the housing bubble I, maybe it was after the housing bubble i'm not quite sure but anyway <laughs> they were trying to budget and they, they just gave up they just like no we can't do it they didn't they didn't oh and they kept putting lines they're like okay He's like a kid. <laughs> if you cross this line, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna beat you up. The kid crossed the line, and they go, "Well, if you cross," this, and they kept doing it, and they kept pushing it back, and and they were talking about, "Oh, then we won't get paid." <laughs> that didn't last too long. They got paid. They got, mm-hmm. they got. I think it lasted like you know a week, and then they got their back pay. Well, we we talked about that too. These politicians that get their back pay, they never lose anything. 
I remember back in the late 70s, the early 80s, someone told me, go out and buy houses. I bought my house for 23000 at the time. He says, within two years, all the houses, the little ones, the twenty-five dollars and $30,000 homes are going to go up and over 100000 Buy a couple houses now. And I didn't know what to think about that. And sure enough, the houses went over $100,000 in a year two span. It was just absolutely unreal. And this gentleman yeah. knew about it. I don't know how he knew, and I don't know what he did, but they did go up that fast. That's amazing. 2020. And now yeah. it's it's a, it's the same thing, but I believe with Bitcoin, mm-hmm. I think if you're not getting into it, it's a money suck. I am not a financial advisor, and I don't play one on TV. So you uh, do your due diligence, but if you look out there and see what's going on, it's amazing. And the scary thing, once again, is um, you know you know about the 2017 big run up of Bitcoin, correct? Mm-hmm. You heard about that, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and every, yep. and everybody did. The weird thing is the way things are going this time around. It's very quiet. Nobody's really, unless you're into Bitcoin and a, a, a crypto person, they're keeping it kind of quiet. The mainstream media is just now starting to talk about it a little bit because it's almost where it was at the top on 2017. But then their bubble broke, and then it went down. Well, this time when it goes up, everybody's going to say. Two things. They're going to first of all go. Oh, I get my money back if they're. But there's only one percent waiting to get their money back. That one percent's going to get it in no time, and um, they might get out of it. But I think everybody else, as it goes down, maybe a little bit, are going to buy it up, and it's going to go up even higher. Yes, when it goes down like that, people uh, they panic. Uh, they panic yeah. if they don't know. Right, and and they sell, and they they should wait and buy it when it goes down. That's that's the smart thing. It is. It's, but it's so hard to train your mind like that. You get, you emotionally get down. You go, oh, it's down. Why should I? But if you can get over that and go, well, that's a good thing. Um, it's on sale. Buy it now. They always said with the stock market, which is another animal altogether. But even then, they would say, when there's blood in the street, that's when you buy. When things are low, mm-hmm. you go and buy, and that's what you mm-hmm. do. That's for sure the best time. Don't sell when it goes down, but buy. Exactly. Hold on to it. And if you can't buy, hold on to it. Just wait for it so to go then back right up. Now, so right now, then, Bitcoin is a bad time to buy. Good question. Well, yes and yeah. It's a tough – it's a tough – it's a t- <laughs> yeah. it, it is. No, you're right. It's a tough call because it's like, okay, but they're calling for it to go way, way up. So if you buy it now – a year from now, you might have bought it at a great price, but you don't know. Right. No, nobody has no. a crystal ball. Nobody. Yeah, same with the stocks. Nobody knows. Well, nobody maybe knows. somebody knows. Yeah, yes. I still have that question. Where does that money go when I give it to them? Yeah, wh- where's the exchange, right? Where's, well, on the exchanges. It goes on the exchanges. Just like a stock exchange, they have an exchange. Uh-huh. Now, the exchanges, stocks have multiple exchanges, right? There's the CME, that's the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, but they also have the New York, which is interesting. Is one NASDAQ and one, or do they both, they both do both, I think, correct? I'm not sure about that neither, but if I if I buy some stock in, let's say, Oldsmobile Company, which is not there anymore because Oldsmobile stopped making cars. Yeah. If I buy some stock in Oldsmobile, where does that money go? Does it go to Oldsmobile? Yeah, 
Yeah, it's both. Oh, that's a good question. So it goes to Oldsmobile. Let me think about this. So it goes to Oldsmobile. The stock exchange makes money on the basically commissions every time somebody buys, mm-hmm. somebody sells. So it goes to Oldsmobile. All right. So you got that answer. Now let's talk about Bitcoin. So where does Bitcoin money go? I'm so if I give Bitcoin $500, where does my $500 end up? It is supposed to be decentralized finance, but it's got to go somewhere. Right. Oh, we talked about this. It goes to the miners. So whoever made that Bitcoin gets the money. Think of them as the old mobile makers, but instead they're making those coins. So you're paying them for those coins. Yes, they are digital coins. They are not uh, physical coins, but you pay them. So there you go. There's your answer. Miners. So they're making millions of dollars right now making Bitcoin. Yes. As a matter of fact, Iraq, uh, the country, turned their, I think, three power plants into mining stations. You think Hmm. they're doing it for low, low prices? or No. They know it's going to keep going up. They're going to make money. Now, do these miners then go out and buy Bitcoin? Yes, if they need to, but no, they normally sell it. They would sell it to um, people. And get more money. So they're still on the money exchange, and they're giving us the Bitcoin exchange. You know, and once again, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing, Osho. I know what you're doing. But here's here's the deal. If you're an Oldsmobile dealer, do you get yourself a nice Oldsmobile? Probably. Number one, you're promoting your product. Number two, Mm -hmm. you're making them so you can get them for – Close to free, but granted, even if you make them, unlike you with your furniture that you do for basically free, well, even you, I mean, we got to talk for real. You probably have to buy some glue or you have to get some nails a little bit here and there. You, I remember we talked about the last time you made something. There was a few things you had to get, but it was very low cost. But there's still cost, whereas the miners, there's a lot of power. They got to pay their employees. They've got to know what they're doing. They got equipment. They got to take care of it. It's a business. Try again. That's right. Try again, Osho. So there you go. So Oldmobile's <laughs> gone. Bitcoin is here to stay. Well, I, I surely hope it is because uh, I think things have to change. Things really just have to change. And I don't know what all the millionaires are going to do when they have to get rid of their dollars and, and buy a Bitcoin. Hopefully, we'll, everyone will do it and all the countries will do it. But what's going to happen to the countries like the United States that are already so far in debt? That, that's, that's something I've never thought about until right this very second. That's going to be interesting, too. If you're, if you're in debt like a homeowner, if he's really bad in debt, he can't go out and buy or get more money because he's in debt. No one's going to give him more money. So. This, this country is really... Well, I'm glad you brought that up because there is a little bit on, I learned on that. And the funny thing is that homeowner, let's, I'm trying to, to uh, put it in perspective. Let's say that homeowner is a homeowner that owns all the land that maybe 10 homes are on. Okay? So that uh-huh. ho- homeowner is in trouble. Uh-oh. Guess what? Those 10 homes, if they sell that land of that one homeowner... Those 10 homes, those guys are in trouble too. Well, since the dollar is the accepted form of currency, all the countries that that use the dollar as a form of value, they're in trouble too. So they don't want it to fail as well. 
So it's not just that one homeowner, it's everybody. So we got a lot of countries that are depending on that dollar not to fail. Yeah, but I think it's already failed. I've read a couple places of people are trying to look into the future a tiny bit, and they said that we don't have to look into the future. Right now, we're in a failure mode. It's just a matter of time before the, the car gets closer and closer and closer to the cliff. And uh, we're on that trail. The cliff is ahead of us, and there's no stopping the car. It's just going Challenge to go right accepted. off the cliff, and they're not sure what's going to happen then. Well, the uh, the challenge is Bitcoin. Everybody's going to get rid of their, as they call it, the crypto guys. It's hilarious to call it. I don't want none of that dirty fiat money. <laughs> I, I want a Bitcoin. I want I want crypto. It's hilarious, and uh, in a lot of ways, they're right. And I hope it's I, I hope it's a peaceful revolution. I hope it is a peaceful revolution. Everybody switches over. Maybe there's a reset because, like you said, we're not going to get out of this. But I don't think any other country is either. So maybe, just maybe, there will be a reset. You know, if the dollar gets devalued so far, we won't have money to buy bitcoins. Like in the Depression, you know, you could have bought gold, but no one had any money to buy gold. And so they, we stayed in the Depression. So all the people that have Bitcoins are, will be like all the people that own gold back in the Depression, and the other people won't have money to buy gold, or in nowadays they won't have money to buy Bitcoin. So Bitcoins be even more valuable nation or countrywide globally. I honestly think that's what's going to happen. I honestly think that is exactly what's going to happen because Bitcoin is finite. Bitcoin has value. You can't make as many as you want. And the funny thing is there's more millionaires than there are Bitcoin. So if every millionaire wants a Bitcoin, it's not going to happen. So we talked about Satoshis. We we said there was, what, 100 million Satoshis in a Bitcoin? I think that's what we said. So you can break it up. People are going to start what they call stacking Satoshis, which is uh, the uh, – the change, of, the change of a Bitcoin. We'll call it that, you know, but to uh, mm-hmm. put it in perspective. And that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the equivalent of a dollar. It's, you know, a penny or whatever. And I, I know what you mean, so that's interesting. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting time. Very, very interesting. Very, very technical, I think. Well, I think we're just living in, a, in an amazing time. Yes, yes, we are. We have and we are. It's going to be much different and it's going to be very amazing and it's going to be a wild ride. Perfect. You know what? You, you've you been a trooper. Thank you for taking care of me uh, while you're doing your furniture and uh, doing a show from your basement, which is awesome, in his <laughs> mansion, in his mansion with his 10 acres or so of airport and buildings and toys and all that fun stuff. You're a great guy. Well, you are too, Eric. We've had a good run and we're going to keep on running as fast as we can keep this thing going all right everybody i've been eric hudzik your host for today me and osho what a what a talk that is what we talked about with our thanksgiving i hope uh, you all had a great thanksgiving as well and we'll see you next time oh once again terry finnegan thank you so much for this music